Hello, I'm Greg Whitby and thanks for tuning in to Blue Yonder Voices, where each month I sit down with an educator and talk about the work of learning and teaching in today's world. Today I'm really pleased to be chatting with Stephen Zipkus. Steve is a former founding principal of Manor New Technology High School. He currently holds several positions and is founder and president of Advanced Reasoning in Education. Think Global PBL Academies and the founding principal of Cedars International Next Generation High School in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Greg. Um, of, of all the professions available to you, I suppose, at a young age, what attracted you to go into education? You know, I ask myself that all the time. <laughs> but really, I think it's the inspiration that I get from seeing the light bulbs go off with, in, with children and get them excited. Uh, and seeing not only students, but even the professional, the teachers, um, that excitement that they get when they've learned something. Um, I never get tired of that. Uh, just uh, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a passion. Mm-hmm. It keeps me grounded and it keeps me always looking that, to reach out and to uh, continuously expand my knowledge base. You have a real, what we call in Australia, a thing for teacher professional learning. That's one of your major pieces of work. Mm-hmm. I love to, uh, you know, working with teachers and, and to not become um, stuck in a routine and how you continuously look forward to helping students that in an ever-changing world um, and not to be stagnant and continue moving forward. For me, um, bringing relevant professional development that can impact the teacher and the student in a, in a transformational change is something that I always look for. Okay. You've transformed and, and changed all the schools that you've worked in. What do you think is the, the basic problem with sort of mainstream schooling? You know, that's, that's a great question, and I don't fault teachers. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. We were, most teachers were trained a certain way. We did our pre-service teaching this certain way, and we've always taught this way. And, and bureaucratic systems are often look at, look at putting people in boxes to make it systematic. And I see the big problem is that, and it's not, it's just that they don't know anything different. They don't know another way. And so for me, bringing relevant professional development to open their eyes, look, content, we can reach a lot of students, not just you know, the top students or, or we have to get those bottom students because usually we're mandated, but how do you get all of students, those ones in the middle? And I think through uh, the professional development that I focus on, that I'm passionate about, a project-based learning, I think that is a way to make that connection. What's the... The, the, the thing about project-based learning that really turns them on to that professional growth? Once they realize that it's not a program, it's a pedagogy, right. it's how you deliver instruction right. and everything falls underneath it, and that once you've got that mind frame, that then you can see the engagement of the students, you see the success of the students, everything happens. So your, your achievement gap closes, your attendance goes up, discipline goes down, students are excited to be at school. It really makes a cha- transformational change in the teacher. Mm. They're not going through the same routines anymore. They're actually be able to develop autonomy and creating projects that are relevant. 
And for me, um, that's what I see with teachers when, when once they've had a taste of that and they actually, the first few projects takes a while. And yeah. it's not, a, it's, you know, it, it's a they, lot of work. They grow into it. They grow into it because anything worthwhile takes work. And if it was just so easy, everybody would. Uh, everybody would just go out and do it. And I think a lot of people have attempted, and it's really, it's inquiry-based. But what we do is look at putting a process around it to make it manageable for teachers. And when they see that, that it's not a program, it's just another way of delivering instruction, I think the light bulb goes off. It seems to me in, in, in seeing the work and seeing what goes on in schools and the work you do, you, the, the harder and the more complex you make the project, you know, the more the, the, the teachers seem to respond and the kids respond. It's sort of a counterintuitive it is creating projects is not easy <laughs> it, right. and i've seen projects that oh we're going to start out with this 10-week project and the the idea is well we have 10 weeks so we can spread it out it doesn't work mm. and so in fact i was working with teachers today they took a seven-week project they broke it down into a, a four-week project that was actually a deeper project it required more work but i think what they saw was that the depth of learning would be so much more and they were able to manage that and see that um, that they want that they want that kind of project. They want to have they want to be challenged. Oh, yeah. They really do. Yeah. It seems to me, in going back to your point about blaming teachers, um, this puts more control, professional control, in the hands of teachers to make those. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. It is a, definitely a more autonomous model for teachers to create authentic projects that are based upon their students' interest for relevancy. Um, at the same time, they understand, you know, learning has to take place. They have to, what I like to say, play the game. They have to ensure that they're meeting these standards. But at the same time, they have this, this autonomy and this ability to be creative to, to really shape the, the project they want to deliver to their students mm -hmm. uh, based upon the student interest. And when they create a really good project and the students are excited and they won't go home or they want to stay and continue working or... Um, that really gets them going. If you, when you go home and uh, they suddenly made you governor of Texas and you had a chance to, <laughs> to address the education issue, what would you be doing? Oh, what would I be doing? One thing is I have no problem with accountability at all, but I would certainly take the focus from test-driven to where it's more you're teaching to the test or your these high-stake tests putting this much pressure and it would be more towards inquiry based to develop the whole child the whole student um, in today's world to develop skills of collaboration and communication and creativity be able to problem-solve but at the same time there'd be accountability built in but it wouldn't be as as uh, high-stake as it is right now yeah, I think that's something we, we share. Um, our, our politicians delight in solving uh, the improvement process by increasing the stakes of the test, mm. yes. which doesn't seem to me to be um, a sensible way to bring about you know, transformation. Yeah. Um, just in conclusion, could you talk to me about um, a, a teacher that's sort of influenced you in your professional life, either as a student or in the work you do? Oh. I wasn't a I wasn't a high achieving student. I could have been. I was bored. 
Right. I just just was not, and I, I can remember having conversations with my parents and teachers saying, you know, your your child is really bright, but just doesn't apply himself. Mm. And and it took me a long time to figure out I was just bored. Mm. I was not challenged. I was doing road activities, regurgitating information. I just didn't see a need, a reason. Why did I need need this information? And I think it wasn't until college, university, that I was able to take charge of my own learning. Mm. And when I, that happened, I fell in love with learning mm. because I hadn't seen a purpose for it before. Um, I was always respectful to my mm. teachers, but I just didn't wasn't engaged. Uh, but when I got to the university, I don't know if it was one person in particular, but it was put, the responsibility was put on me mm. that I was at, I knew what I had to, to do in order to pass mm. this course. I was given a syllabus. I knew what I had to do. And it was up to me and how to get there. Um, and I think for that kind of turned me on to learning. And I think from that experience, I really see that connection with project-based learning. That you come up, you give the problem first. So now the students have a sense, of, why do I need to learn this? Here's the problem. And so it makes more sense. Uh, and it certainly made sense to me. Right. Over the, the, the year that you've been coming here and working with us, you've touched the lives of several hundred teachers so, it's, you it's and your wonderful. team. Um, have you noticed any sort of similarities or, or differences um, in our teachers to the teachers that you work with in the States? Oh yeah, oh yeah. most definitely. Um, I think we've trained, like you said, several hundred teachers um, in 40 plus schools and there are some that are still struggling but they get it and then you have others that have just taken off it's like lit a fire under them. They can't stop. And then they're just drinking from the, water, the fire hydrant and they're just going and going. But seeing that, hearing their stories on how, what's happening with their children and their students and then their own teaching and how they're more, they're invigorated now, they're, they're excited about their, their teaching. They're saying, yeah, it's a lot of work. I get tired. But for me, it, for them, what I'm hearing is that it's, it's more relevant to them. They feel like they have more ownership in creating this for their students versus if some mandated they have to do this and they have to do that. They still understand they still have uh, a framework they have to mm. complete, yeah. but having that autonomy and knowing they can create projects has really sparked a light in, in them. And uh, this last six days with the both of the... Uh, our Think Global PBL Academy and then the Think Global PBL Advanced Academy, you could really see mm -hmm. from where the cohort one started to where they are now, big change. And you see exactly the same in, in, when you work in the States or Europe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, Steve, look, thanks very much for your time and thanks for the work you do with us. Thanks, Greg. It's been a pleasure. You can search for podcasts in this series by going to blueyonder.wordpress.com or subscribe to this blog for alerts. These podcasts can be also found on iTunes or via your favourite podcast app. I'm Greg Whitby and you've been listening to Blue Yonder Voices. Mm -hmm.